Hey everyone, it's Grace and welcome back to the Hey LOL podcast. And today I am here with my first guest, Miss Aria Lislow. Uh, hey y'all. Why did I introduce myself like that? That was so annoying. Um, hi, I'm Aria. I'm Grace's friend. She's yeah. bestie. She bestie. But yeah, what are what do you do? How did we meet? Okay, so um, I'm a singer. I do a little bit of the skittily doop doop dap, you know, a little bit of the singing. Um, and me and Grace met because of TikTok. Honestly, I think it's because, you know how you get that little notification like in the corner that's like, you guys are now friends or whatever. I think I followed Grace and then it was like, you guys are now friends. And I was like, wait, what? So I looked at it and I realized it was like this like funny comedian girl I had like followed. Um, and so I think I, I probably slid into the DMs with a little, hey. Um, and she was like, hey. <laughs> and then we just became a little bit of TikTok mutuals. And then it moved, you know, to the snap. Then it moved to the phone. Okay, there were levels of trust that we, that we passed. We went through the levels. It took us like three months to FaceTime. I know. Oh, my God. And I was worried because I don't, like, here's the thing. I'm, like, awkward. Like, people really don't expect it because, like, I'm kind of, eccentric on my own i'm like the world's most awkward human being when it comes to social interaction so i was expecting it to be like 15 minutes and like me being like hi it's like what do you like i don't know what do you like to do and it was like two and a half hours long it was we facetimed for a long time and miss aria does not give herself enough credit first of all i would like just like to say that she is a singer songwriter producer Mm -hmm. he is don't you dare forget mixing engineer ma'am come on and (laughs) extrovert Miss, I'm awkward. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> no, the craziest thing is that every single person I've ever met has said, and I quote, like, oh, my God, you're so much nicer than I thought you would be. Because whenever, like, I'm at a party or, like, in a big group hangout, like, I just don't speak. And it's not because I don't want to talk to people, but it's because I'm in the corner thinking, like, no one here wants to talk to me. I don't know why I'm here. Mom, please pick me up. Take me home. <laughs> Um, take me home, country rose. <laughs> she, she does this thing where when she connects things in her brain, she sings. So that's going to happen a lot on this episode. I hope you guys enjoy free concert. Yeah, I'm giving you very much like Zoom, like free performance. It's very much like um, AJR is doing like a, like a Zoom concert. So, so did Harry Styles. Remember that? This is news to me. <laughs> oh, it wasn't like Zoom, but it was like live stream, whatever. Oh, yeah, it's like yeah, the yeah. same thing to me. Um, I'm just plugging him real quick. Yeah. Um, I like how I'm, I'm plugging the man in the world who like does not need it at all. Um, but God, I don't even know what I was talking about. Oh, that, yeah. I sing everything. It's very annoying. <laughs> no, I love it. It's one of my favorite attributes that Aria has to offer is that she just sings all the time. And my attributes, my attributes are like singing incredibly obnoxiously, like at the worst times. Um, Cause I can't turn it off. It will happen in like the worst moments. Like I used to be in class and like someone would say something and in my head I would just be like, <laughs> that's the art school in her. Oh, truly. That's the LaGuardia alumni in me. Yeah, we're going to talk about that in a minute, but (laughs) (laughs) you already know we're going to get into that. But the stuff that me and Aria talk about, 
on a daily basis. She was one of the first people that inspired me to start. Oh my God. Oh, yes. I, cause you don't understand like me and Grace's, uh, I almost said podcast. Me and Grace's like FaceTimes are so entertaining cause Grace is just never off. It's like an SNL writer's room. I've compared <laughs> it to this before, but like, you don't understand. Like we just like, it's like, it goes back and forth. You can't see me, but it's like, it goes like a ping pong ball. <laughs> it goes like a ping pong ball. Um, no, it's so entertaining. So I was like, Grace needs a podcast. And then this lovely company reached out to her and gave her the opportunity. So I'm very excited. I listened to all 45 minutes of Grace's last podcast. Thank so. you. Oh my God. But she literally manifested that for me. That just goes to show how powerful Miss Aria Lissa's manifestation powers are. Y'all don't understand. I like for some, for a long time, manifestation just like didn't work for me. But I just realized like the stuff I was manifesting wasn't stuff I actually wanted. You know, like I was manifesting getting into Columbia. Like I ED'd last year to Columbia. And I was like, I'm getting in, I'm getting in. But then I like, now I realize I'm like, I would have died at Columbia. Like, first of all, I'm not like an academic. Like I don't want to spend my time surrounded by other academics. Like I want to be around like creative people. I'm not saying there's not creative people that like don't go to Columbia, um, but like the universe works in mysterious ways and everything happens for a reason. So I didn't get in for a reason. <laughs> yeah, the universe knew she said, you do not need to be here, babe. She said, no, no, no. MTV does not want a Columbia graduate. <laughs> they do not want a Columbia alumnus. <laughs> oh my God. <sighs> but yeah, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about, you know, because we come from very different parts of the world not really i'm just in the suburbs of pennsylvania Grace is like two hours away yeah but it's so different i'm in suburban pennsylvania and miss aria grew up in new york city and i just want to know what like going to such like like an art school and like wanting to have like a creative outlet in your life and like your mental health and social life how was that for you during high school yeah so the crazy thing is that like i don't like you Here's the thing people don't really realize about like art schools. And I'm not saying it's the fault of the school. I'm just saying there's like a dynamic between the students of like, sure, you would think it would be like so supportive because it's like, oh, we're all open, creative people. But the competition between students is like so detrimental to your mental health. It's like crazy. So like I was a vocal major and within the major itself, it's like there were cat fights between like not just like the girls, but like between like the guys and the girls too, because it's obviously there's a bunch of people in the major. Um, but it's like if someone was auditioning for like a choir and there were like three spots left, like, you know, it would be like a brawl to the death and people get mean. I'm like happy that I never cared about that stuff. I never auditioned for ensembles. I was never in plays. I never tried to be in like clubs and stuff like that. Um, I kind of just did my own thing. But like the way that people would just like tear each other down the first second they could is so awful. I mean, like I personally knew a lot of kids who had to like drop out of the school or go to like mental health facilities during high school um, and take like month long breaks or not month long breaks, but months like plural. Mm -hmm. um, a girl I know had to take an entire year off of school. Um, and it's just like, it's almost like Lord of the Flies type beat, you know, <laughs> of like, you just like stick a bunch of kids who like want a creative outlet together and 
like people get nasty sometimes like that's human nature mm-hmm. but I was like oh this is so sad to watch yeah because I just wanted to be like high school musical you know like we're all in this um but it was like nasty but I will say something lovely about New York City is like outside of your school it's super easy to make friends because mm-hmm. I swear to god like I've walked up to girls like in Prospect Park and be like I really like your shoes they're like oh my god you're the prettiest person I've ever met I love you we are gonna be best friends forever and like now you have a new friend <laughs> it's like super easy but I want to know like because obviously I did not grow up in Pennsylvania um in terms of like high school or even just like friendship dynamics like what was it like for you especially since like I I really want to know like what it was like when you started getting like TikTok clout Grace will say and I quote a droplet of TikTok clout (laughs) but um I just want to know like what that was like for you like with your locals and stuff like that okay so basically I don't know if it's like this in every small town I can only speak for myself but basically it everyone that was around your age either went to your school or a surrounding school and it was super weird because there is a wealth divide and I'm sure New York City can relate to that hard but it's just weird because everyone is so clicky in some towns that's awful And like, if you went to like, a lot of my friends didn't go to my high school. Like I didn't really have friends in my high school. All my friends went to another high school. And so when they would talk about their school, I would have nothing to relate to. And it was just really weird making friends outside of your school kind of hard because you just couldn't really relate to anything because you weren't in class with them, all that stuff. Like everything either revolved around high school, going to college or sports. That's the only things that they talked about. That's crazy. That's like crazy to me. Just because I don't know, like, I feel like, and I guess it really does just all relate back to the fact of like, there are different opportunities here than there are other places of like, I mean, my friends in high school, um, keep in mind, like I have different friend groups every single year. Yeah. Um, and that was wonderful. Cause my school had whatever, 3,200 kids. So it's like a thousand kids were great. Um, and oh wait, they're four years in high school. Y'all, I can't do math. Give me give me a moment. <laughs> um someone <laughs> leave whatever three thousand divided by four is. I'm not an academic. Um, but so like I had different friend groups every year of high school and they all had different interests. Mm-hmm. So it was like no one really talked about school unless it was like, oh, we're in the same AP world history class together or we're in the same stats class together or something like that. But everyone like for example, my friend group junior and senior year, it's like my best friends were gigging jazz musicians. Like they were out at jazz clubs until 3 a.m. every night. And that's just something like you don't really get other places. Um, so that's all we would talk about is we would never talk about school because they were not like academic focused people, I guess you could say. Um, not in the sense of they were not smart. It's just like, that's not what they wanted to do. Um, so yeah, like, I don't think I've ever had to have that issue of, like, thankfully, that I can't relate because it's like, oh, I'm not in on the joke because you guys go to this school and, oh, remember what happened in seventh period today? It's like, I never had to deal with that. Um, so that's, like, awful. I would truly, like, be a completely different person if I grew up in a different place. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I would obviously still be into music because like my dad has always worked in music, but I would definitely be less happy. Yeah. Um, so, but my question is like, cause I know I can imagine like when things start to happen for one person in like a small town, kind of all eyes go on them. So I'm wondering like, I know you kind of started to like blow up when like quarantine started, but I'm wondering what your experience was when like the eyes and the gaze started shifting to you when TikTok, TikTok started going up for you. It was weird again, just cause I never had a lot of friends. So I, I'd like to think that people aren't nice to me now just because I have like a little bit of TikTok clout because that would be terrible. But yeah. there are, like I started to notice there were people reaching out to me being like, you're so sweet. And I hope they don't, I don't know. That's just kind of shitty to me. Like I don't see it. I don't see followers as something that is like a reason why you should be friends with someone. And so it was just weird. And especially because nothing happens in my town. I don't want to be like, it's such a big deal that I have followers on TikTok. <laughs> but when nothing happens and you see a person, like, you know what happened with that one girl that I was friends with with a little bit. Oh, yep. And so basically, and I'm going to, a little bit of towny tea for y'all. Townie. <laughs> um, so I was friends with this girl, um, for like maybe two years we hung out maybe five times we were in a group chat and then she just texts me out of the blue and she is like you are a narcissist you're a compulsive liar I don't give a shit about your tiktok I don't give a crap about your clout and I was like girl we haven't spoken in a year like hello <laughs> it was just so shocking and I was like I hope this isn't how everyone like sees me because I did cut people off I did over quarantine and I made new friends during quarantine. Yeah, well, as you fine. should. <laughs> it, was it was time for me to move on. And all, when I look back at my friendships, I'm like, all we talked about was stuff that happened either years ago. Like everyone's kind of connected. So they'll be like, oh, you're friends with so-and-so. I went to preschool with them. Oh. And it was just all <laughs> like, too, it was all too connected to like who I was in like middle school. And that just, freaked me out so I did cut people off and I guess people are mad at me for that but I I don't know I think that's unfair because it's not just because I'm your friend because I feel like I'm an honest person I would tell you if like something you were doing was like bad mm -hmm. um but quarantine was such a transformative experience for pretty much everyone um and I think if it wasn't you might not be spending enough time with yourself um but it's like I reevaluated pretty much all the friendships in my life, like during quarantine, because, um, so my parents are really strict. I literally don't go outside. Um, for the first, <laughs> literally the first friend I saw, so quarantine started in New York city in March. Um, and I didn't go to school for all of March because my parents didn't want me in school, but the school shut down the 13th. So I wasn't in school at all for that. So the last time I'd seen a friend was March, and then I was quarantined, not even leaving my home. We had everything delivered to the house. I, the first friend I saw was the end of July, which was my friend Tess Levy. Um, so I was alone completely for like months. Yeah. Um, and so I had a lot of time to reflect on like, who cares about me and who, who do I actually value? 
okay, I value all of my friendships, obviously, but who is adding value to my life and not taking it away from me? Because I noticed that I was like, when I was in school, like I felt like a corpse. Like I had my life force stripped away from me because I was spending so much time trying to please these other people who just didn't like me. I mean, I knew that my friends had a group chat talking shit about me and I let it happen. You know, like I was like, they're my friends. Like it's probably like all banter, you know? But then I realized it would be banter if I was in the group chat maybe, but I'm outside of it. I'm getting the group, I'm getting the screenshots from other people, you know? Um, So I will say it's like, like cutting people off is just part of life. And it's all about like balancing yourself. And so that's why I think it's unfair for like these people to like make these assumptions about you. It's like a jump to conclusion mm-hmm. that you are automatically lying about it just because you might not be open about it. Exactly. That's a big thing for me because I do make jokes about my mental health so much. And so when I was accused of like lying about all my experiences and she's like, well, um, people constantly called you a compulsive liar. And I was like, well, this is news to me, babe. <laughs> And I can imagine it would also give you a little bit of like imposter syndrome, like when people invalidate your experiences from the outside. Yeah, I never, and it made me reevaluate the jokes that I make. I was like, should I be making these jokes? Cause like, I never want to like dumb down the severity of mental health. It's just kind of a coping mechanism to me at this point. So it did make my palms a little sweaty. I was like, should I not be doing this? I, I'm sorry that I laughed, but the palm is a little sweaty. It broke me. <laughs> My palm um, is so sweaty when I'm nervous. I'm hyper, what's it called? Like hyper call of mm-hmm, something. It was hyperhidrosis. <laughs> hyperhidrosis. Made us, right? Hyper means like extreme. And then hydro means water. And so, osis is like syndrome. There so we there we go. <laughs> We're doctors. <laughs> We're doctors. Yeah. I'm waiting for my, um, I'm waiting for my residency at the Mayo Clinic. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. She is. She's, she's a doctor. I'm going to be Dr. Aria Lislo. Oh my Watch God. Over it. MD. So hot. <laughs> oh my God. They're going to put like, I'm going to be like the new Grey's Anatomy. Oh, as you should. Oh my God. Honor. Wonder something that, sorry, like I, my brain bounces from like idea to the end. But something that I realized that you were talking about is you were like, oh, you know, the so-and-so, like I went to preschool with them. Something I kind of have realized that people don't notice is like when you grow up in New York City, it's a small town. I, you could name any singular person from any of the five boroughs. I probably have a mutual with them. Yeah. You've told me about that before. And it just blew my mind because the connections that you must make. No, literally it's like all, it's almost like, I don't want to call it networking just because it's like, it's not for the purpose of work, but it's more so just like, if you need to get to someone, you can get to someone really easily. It's like, oh, hey, this scarf says Amy Smith. Do you know an Amy Smith? Huh, I don't know. I'll ask around. Oh, yeah, it's my neighbor. Give it to me. I'll bring it along to her. Like, it's very much like a small town of, like, everyone knows everyone. And it's very odd. Crazy. Yeah, you've told me a lot about, like, I'll ask Ari about somebody, and she'll look them up on Instagram. She'll be like, I actually have five mutuals with them. <laughs> Like everything is just so connected. And that's one thing that really blew my mind. Cause I thought like New York city, you wouldn't know anybody. It might be a little different coming in as an like adult, adult. I don't know how you say it, but, um, but yeah, it's like, 
if you're here for a long enough period of time, you get to know such a large amount of people just because keep in mind, like New York City kids, like it's not like a small town where it's like you have your group of friends and you go to their house and you hang out there. It's like all the kids are in public parks until like 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're there with your friend group, but there's another friend group three feet away. So it's like it's so easy to just be like, um, you walk over to someone and you're like, hey, do you guys have like a portable, like a portable charger? Um, and now you have a friend. So it's like you just meet so many people. Um, and it's so easy. Also, there's like sirens going on outside. Um, people. She can't help. <laughs> but yeah, so like you just get to know so many people. It's like Grace could literally ask me someone she like knows from TikTok who lives in New York City and I could probably find a mutual with them. Yeah. Like remember it happened with, I don't know if you want me to say like who this person is, but that person and you had me look up their girlfriend and I knew someone who knew their girlfriend. Yeah. Uh-huh. I didn't know if you wanted me to bring that up, but um yeah, so like it was someone I've never even heard of and I had a mutual with them. Yeah, that's so crazy. And Aria, if you're new to the podcast, if you're new to my life, I am moving to New York City. And if I wouldn't have met Aria, I don't know where I would be right now. She's the <laughs> person, she's gonna be my safety blanket. She's gonna be the person that I go and have sleepovers with and cry. I'm very excited. Our plans include going to Washington Square Park and looking mysterious. Mm-hmm. That's the exact words that we have used. You know, like just like sitting in a park, like reading, like what's like a what's like an obscure book, like Wuthering Heights or something. Like yeah. and just like sweeping your hair behind your ear and like waiting for Timothy Chalamet to pass by. No, we do <laughs> need to talk about how you went to the same high school as Timothy Chalamet. Give us I did go to the same high school as Timothy Chalamet. And, um, my God, sophomore year of high school, he came, so this was at like the height of Call Me By Your Name. Mm-hmm. He came back to the school to give a talk to the drama students because he was a drama kid at the school. Um, when I say this man caused a mob oh, no. in the school lobby, he caused <laughs> a mob. Um, so there's 3,000 kids. And when word spread like via Snapchat and stuff like that, that, so keep in mind, my school, um, we all had the same Wi-Fi network. So there was school Wi-Fi. So there was a school group story that like you could add to. Mm-hmm. So people would look at it and um, see, and they'd be like, oh my God, Timothy Chalamet's in the lobby. Kids would leave class being like, I need to go to the bathroom and just like walk out. And they all mobbed in the lobby. It happened when um, Ansel Elgort came back too. Um, but, um, um it happened when he came back too um but yeah he caused like a mob in the school and they had to like shut down until he left um so oh my god that's so crazy it's like just an interesting thing of like um i don't know like that school is so like infamous for like some reason unknown to me um but like I would be in the lobby sometime like waiting to be picked up or something. And there would be like these like families from like out of state or out of the country even who would walk into the building and be like, we want to take a tour. And keep in mind, like we have security guards um, like at the doors. Yeah. Um, And we don't offer tours because it's a school. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And it's like not like college. Um, And but there would be like at least like one every two months, like a family coming in and walking in the door being like, we want to take a tour of the school. Like we want to hear about it. And they're like, what? You can't miss, you can't do that. Um, 
so it's like odd to me that like the its reputation like precedes it it's kind of odd yeah well, that's what happens when you produce stars, baby. <laughs> that's what happens when, like, Aria lets her go through school. Yeah, that's literally what... It's because of Aria. If you yeah. Don't, she's so famous. Being friends with famous people. <laughs> Being friends with famous people, episode two. Um, no, want to know something? Okay, so... I don't know if I should tell the story, but I think it's kind of interesting. Um, so, sophomore year of high school... I started like my Instagram, you know, like I started like networking with other people on Instagram. So like I had this huge friend group in LA. I'm still friends with them all. They're all like the loveliest people ever. Shout out Audrey Taylor. She's like the love of my life. Um, But so one of my really close friends um, at the time was dating some boy like from a movie. Um, But the reason I bring this up is because I'm walking down the hallway and this like freshman, I'm a sophomore at the time, so it's not like I have like seniority, um, but this girl taps me on the shoulder. And I swear to God, this sounds like it's like fake. It's 100% true, um, but it's such an odd story. She taps me on the sh- shoulder, I look at her shirt. She's wearing the face of my friend's boyfriend. And and it's like, are you Aria? And like, keep in mind, like, I don't know, like, I don't have a lot of followers at the time. It's not like I'm, like, Instagram famous, you know, like, I probably have, like, 1,500 followers. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And she's like, oh, like, I follow you on Instagram. Like, I think we follow each other. And I was like, oh, cool. And she was like, so, you know, um, and I was like, oh, yeah. And she was like, can you, like, give her this note? And I'm like, wait, what? And so now she's, like, looking through her backpack and, like, the class bell rings. And I'm, like, late for chemistry with Mr. Lonigan. Um, and... <laughs> She's like, yeah, can you give this to her? And so I take it and I like send a screenshot or not screenshot. Like I take a picture and snap it to her. But I was like, oh my God. Like that's like the first time I realized that like people, first of all, knew who I was besides the fact of like, oh, that's Aria. Like she goes to the school. Um, And, but it's just like, that was like the first odd thing that ever happened to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't know, like that stuck with me for so long. Cause I was like, oh my God, wait, what? It was just some girl who went to my school. Yeah, it doesn't click in your brain that you could be friends with, like, like, when you're friends with people, for me, like, I've met really cool people through TikTok, and when you talk to them, it's just like, oh, I'm just talking to, like, this person. It doesn't really click in your brain that they're like, oh, a really big singer, a really big TikToker, like, I don't know. So when that would happen to you, you'd be like, oh, wait, that's just my friend and her boyfriend. No, exactly. I don't know. Like, it doesn't, I think, and this sounds so awful. My cat's like scratching at my door. This sounds kind of awful, but, or not awful, but I think people might take it the wrong way. I've grown up around like the music industry. And I mean, like, you know, my like first concert was whatever, like I'm two weeks old. And so subsequently, like I grew up around some people who like, were famous it's not like I was friends with them it's not like I could call them up today and be like hey bestie remember me like (laughs) I have no absolute connection to them at all anymore um but it's definitely been a thing that I've kind of become like numb to it doesn't matter to me anymore Mm -hmm. of like for example like people from my school like I'd introduce them to some of my friends who um like for example my best friend in the world hi Kiara if you're listening um my best friend in the world um is like the most talented actress ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like think of her as like my best friend 
I watch every single thing she's in because like I'm her biggest friend from like a friend point of view. Um, but like when I introduced my school friends to her, they looked at her Instagram and they were like, bro, like she has clout, bro. She's clout. We need to like ride this. And to me, I was like, wait, what? And that's the first time I ever became like aware that like, oh, like maybe I need to be like careful or like set boundaries yeah. because I was like, so I don't know, like taking it back. Cause it's like, this is my best friend and now she's being treated as like a number. Yeah. Um, but like going back to the thing about like my childhood is like, yeah, I grew up around like, um, if anyone knows Frankie Jonas, oh my God. Hey, his brothers, his brothers have this like really um, indie band yeah, called really Indie. Frankie Jonas's brothers, you know. Yeah, it's like honestly, Frankie's doing some charity work for them. It's like really, honestly, Frankie, you made my dad's career. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but um, for people who don't know, like my dad discovered, or I don't, I shouldn't say discovered, co-discovered the Jonas Brothers in like a bowling alley, and, like King, King, um, and. Or no, not in a bowling alley, but like one of their first shows was playing in a bowling alley. Um, and so, you know, this is like pre-fame, but my dad did like their first two albums, like produced it. Um, and so like, that was like my first taste of being around people who are famous. It's like the only thing I really remember about thinking it was cool. And the only thing I thought about when I was younger is just like, oh my God, like I get to skip the line and the meet and greet. Like, look at me, I'm so cool. Um, so yeah, that's like why going back to the thing you were saying about like how you're friends with like people on TikTok and you're like, people are like, oh my God, that's so cool that you're friends with that person. It's like, I don't know. It's like people don't understand like everyone's human. Mm-hmm. Like they're all just regular people. I don't I, know. <laughs> I think everyone needs to process that because when like really big TikTokers, they get so much hate. And I, you know, I was a spiteful 13 year old once too. <laughs> And, you know, I, you need to like, remember that everyone's just a person. Like you don't really know them. Yeah. That's the thing also is like, even the celebrities that like, you think, you know, like you don't, yeah, I don't know. Exactly. Like everyone has a PR team that's like made to make them look good. It's like so many celebrities, no one that I'm friends with, but like so many celebrities in general just don't run their own social media. It's like, you'll see them post like, on their Instagram story, happy birthday to my day one. It's like, they're not writing it. Like their <laughs> PR team is writing it. Like you don't get a sense of who they are. And that's mainly for like privacy's sake mm-hmm. of like, if you think back to like, God, oh my God, like Bjork, like when she was harassed by like fans and like had her life threatened. Um, it's like, we've definitely evolved from celebrities then to celebrities now. Because, um, and it's, we've come so far, but we also haven't. Because if I was actually watching this documentary yesterday um, called Give Me Shelter, it was about the Rolling Stones. Um, And these people were just like up in Mick Jagger's face and being like, I love you. And like, they knew everything about him. It's like, there was no separation between the star and the fan. Mm -hmm. Now we've come so much farther that it's like, there's a real separation, but artists are putting on like a front to make it look like there isn't you know um and that's to like make people feel like they're close um to them i mean i have not come far enough in my career to like have a pr team or do anything so like everything i do is very much authentically myself Mm -hmm. but i've definitely noticed that like there's like a weird i don't know it's the same thing with like influencers like have you thought about how weird that is we just follow regular people 
Exactly. Like regular people who built a platform. And then trust them to like influence us to do stuff. Like that's so scary. It's so weird to me. And I, I, when people, I've gotten a few comments and I love, I truly have a great group of people on TikTok. Your fans are so cool. I will say that. They're so funny. They are, they're like, they're my besties. Besties. They're right. They're so funny. And I, it's nerve wracking when people are like, I love you so much. Cause you're like, I swear to God, I'm just regular. Like I'm <laughs> so regular, schmegular, boring. Oh my God. No, that's the thing though. Is like, I don't know. This is the way I view it. And I understand like people interpret stuff different ways. But like when I see people say like to me, I mean, I will say this, like, and I will say this with hundred percent confidence. I have the coolest fan base, Mm -hmm. like out of any singular person on the internet. I wholeheartedly believe that. They're so supportive. They're so supportive. They're so kind. And they're just always there. Like they're the coolest people. And so when I hear them say like, I love you, I think of it as like, you ever like see your friend and you're like, oh my God, I love you so much. It's like, you don't mean it in the sense of like, I'm in love with you. You mean it as like, we're like close friends and like, I love your, I don't know, whatever you want to say, aura, your personality, everything. Um, It's like, I love what you're presenting to me. And honestly, I think it's kind of sweet. Um, But I can understand how like, if you're just like out here presenting yourself as like, because I think we have two different approaches of like, I mean, I'm not like TikTok famous. I'm not like out there presenting myself as like an entity of like, hey, I'm Aria, I crack jokes, here you go. and people aren't expecting that you know they're not expecting like authentic me whatever and I think that's what you present is like I don't think you ever intended to blow up on TikTok I think it's just like people started to like it and so it just happened to be like I mean I'll read your comments and it will be like I feel like we're on FaceTime right now you know like your fans are your friends Mm -hmm. um and so that's why I think you might be like, oh my God, like, don't like hype me up because I'm just like regular. (laughs) But Grace is not regular by any means. I want to make that known. Grace is like the funniest person I've ever met. But, um, but I think of it, like, I think of your platform kind of like SNL. Oh, I wish (laughs) I manifested that last night. (laughs) As you should. But I think of it in the sense of like, if you think about SNL, it's like a lot of these people, like they're not actors before they get on, you know, it's like they're comedians. They're getting on there with like, they're regular people with crap jokes it's the same thing with like stand-up comedians um so I think of you like in that sense of like when people idolize like SNL people I think of it the same way like as people who follow your like social media yeah it's like the new wave of it yeah I and I don't think of like my tick like when I post on TikTok it's just like I treat it like a finsta it's really like not a brand and when people have like reached out to me like I don't know what you would call them, like managers. Oh, you had managers reach out to you? Um, yeah, and I'm just like, I don't want that. Like, I don't want to be a brand. Like, that's, I don't want to, like, what the money that I make off of TikTok is on the creator fund. I make $6 a day, people. Honestly, good. No, I made like 46 cents, so I left. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, the creator fund is not all it's cracked up to be, y'all. No, it's truly like everyone's like, get me into the creator fund I'm like you're gonna hate it it's like it's like um like you'll put out a video and like it just will never blow up 
mm-hmm. you know like people are like oh my god i hope this blows up so that i can make money it's like it just won't blow up because they don't want it's algorithmic they don't want it to make money they don't want to give you money <laughs> exactly tiktok what about it what about, what about it? it let's talk about that i was making more money when i was working in retail bye <laughs> oh my god where did you work in retail uh, anthropology babe oh my god you were one of the anthropology babes i was and when that oh, it was my dream job because it's so cute in there and then i worked there and it is so insane so i don't know what my dream job was for a while that society brainwashed me into wanting i want you to guess it's retail oh this is so much pressure it's the one it's the one job like everyone used to hype up for retail Oh, oh, I feel like I know. Say it. Well, around here, everybody hypes up Starbucks. Oh, no. Even though I think it would be, like, fun. I have so much respect for barista, baristas because, one, I could never make drinks under pressure. It would be terrible. Like, you know how people make fun of, like, Dunkin' and say, like, it's different every time? Like, that's a machine making it. Imagine me. I would be, like, the worst Dunkin'. Like, the drink would be different every time. Um, you would ask for a frappuccino, I would give you a latte. Like, I just don't, I could not work under pressure. Um, so that's why, like, whenever, like, I'm at Starbucks, um, and they're like, I'm sorry, like, it's just taking a second. I'm like, girl, it could take an hour. Don't you worry. I really, if you're a Starbucks barista and you're listening to this, I just want to let you know that you are my Lord and Savior. You helped me through quarantine. You're the only reason why I'm here today. I've spent more money on Starbucks than, like, I probably have on college. No, me too. (laughs) (laughs) But, okay, I want to make it clear. Y'all, I'm on scholarship, and I go to a state school. So the levels that me and Grace are talking about are astronomically different. Miss Grace (laughs) goes to NYU. (laughs) Oh, my God. But I do spend my coin on Starbucks. I really do. It's so bad. Like, okay, let me know if you relate to this. When you spend money on food, um, it doesn't, like, it doesn't count. It doesn't count. No. It's does. fake. It's also, fake. money's just fake in general. But, let's talk about that. <laughs> but it's it's faker when it's on food. Yeah, let's talk. Let's make the um, finance majors really, really mad. Well, I don't know what else should make the finance majors really, really mad. Y'all, I made approximately $5 and like 56 cents off of my song. <laughs> Stream, won't you be? <laughs> Stream, won't you be? Y'all, uh, I want to have a career in music. And I don't think I can do that with $5 to my name. Sheep. She very much might. She very much might take that five dollars and say Grammys. Hello. Grammys. Hello. Yeah, I manifested that the other night. I was like, but, the next time that the Grammys are in person, I'll be there. Watch yeah. Out. Talk about manifestation really quick because we're recording this on December twenty second and December twenty first was the great manifestation conjunction day. What did you manifest? Seven thirty seven. Um, I manifested and I quote. So I, I script. That's how I manifest. Um, I don't know if Grace does it differently. Like, do you do like three, six, nine or like a different method or something like that? Um, I think I did the same thing that you told me to do last night. Oh, script. Yeah. You just write something over and over and over. Yeah. yeah. So I last night at seven thirty seven listened to 432 Hertz, which is like the vibrational frequency of like the earth. Mm-hmm. Um, and my scripting choice, I wanted to be specific because like Jupiter was in line with like whatever, some other planet, don't ask me, I'm not an astronomer. Um, <laughs> and so I scripted, I will be a famous singer because you have to be like specific because that's the thing I've realized is like, you ever know like um, Helen like in Shakespeare, like when people would wish like they'd get like not the thing they wanted, cause they'd be like, 
say like you script like I want to be famous it's like okay for what like the universe might give you like being famous for like being involved in like a hit and run you know like you don't like know what you're choosing so like I want to be specific so I specifically scripted I will be a famous singer what did you manifest ma'am I manifested happiness and health yes Mm-hmm. And you that, are abundant. Oh, that's I really. And then I manifested self love. I manifested one day. This is a long shot, people. Nobody clown me for it. <laughs> Hosting SNL. That's my yes. Dream. You should host SNL. I should perform as the musical guest. That's what. That's our big plan, you guys. <laughs> no, watch out. Twenty twenty two. We're coming for you. Yeah, we really are. Mm-hmm. Oh my, my god. god, so good in skits together. <laughs> no, one hundred percent. Like our chemistry would be so good. I'm going on my phone to try and find this. Um, I follow like one. So I don't know. I don't follow any celebrities on Instagram. That's like my for my mental health. I just noticed that like I would compare myself to every single person I saw. So I only follow people I know. But I follow one person that I don't know on Instagram. And want to know who that is? It's this like manifestation Instagram account mm-hmm. that. I like it tells me about like energy updates in the world and like it's like she's so nice um so it's called I'm gonna plug it real quick no sponsor um (laughs) it's called golden age alchemy grace you should follow um and she just talks about like what you should be claiming at what time and what it means when things are eclipsing and like you know I'm just like trying to learn so it's nice when people explain it to me in like layman's terms. Um, so yeah, but um, speaking on manifestation, like I've been like really just going ham with it during quarantine, like specifically like this last month. I got Kiara into it. Oh, queen. <laughs> I'm just putting everyone on. I'm just gonna be like, now manifest it'll change your life. It really is so, like I, it's just so calming. It's like, it's like, um, meditating. It's definitely meditative. There's something about, here's the thing I love. So I don't know if Grace could do this just cause I think it might be a little too distracting. And so maybe don't take my advice. But, um, the thing I do is I put on music, no matter what it might be. I don't know. Um, and then I start scripting and then I'm focusing on the music instead, but I'm like, what's the word? Like autonomic you know, like automatically, uh, whatever. My vocabulary is not A1. Um, But like, I'm just doing it and I'm subconsciously reading what I'm saying because I, like your brain does that in order to write the same thing over and over and over again. But I'm focusing on the music and you just get like deeper into your mind and you like connect more to yourself. And to me, that's like the most meditative state. Yeah, absolutely. And I think taking time to do something like that or for yourself every day, you need to do it or else you'll go mentally insane. (laughs) Oh my God, elaborate. I just think that people- Source, source. Source base. (laughs) Um, But I think that people that, and I have crippling anxiety, so maybe this is just me. No, relate, I relate. I I think that people- that don't spend time with themselves. Oh my God. Or like not people that I want to associate myself with just because you need that time, you know? If you don't know yourself, you can't know anyone. That's like my, that's my philosophy. Oh, uh, philosophical aria. Call me Thomas Hobbes. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, but like, 
I truly used to be that person. I could not be alone. I truly, there was something about it that like made me so anxious. I had such FOMO. I was like, oh my God, like I can't be alone right now. Like what if my friends are hanging out without me, blah, blah, blah. And I remember one night, um, my close friends were hanging out with this like group of girls that didn't like me. Um, And so they didn't invite me. And the whole time I was watching them on stand-ups. I spent that, like I could have done something productive, but I decided to like sit on my couch and watch them move on snap on snap maps instead because they were in my neighborhood and i remember like literally crying and being so upset um because i think it was like close to my birthday or something and i was like oh my god why are they hanging out with me um but like that was just so like just not good for like my soul and my being and just existence Mm -hmm. because uh, i don't know yeah if you can't spend time for yourself like you need to reevaluate why because it's always a question of why it's not there's nothing wrong with you it's just you know maybe you haven't found something interesting enough to like devote your attention to or you haven't found a hobby you like enough you know like I picked up my therapist told me to pick this up um I picked up Sudoku for a really long time love me some Sudoku let's go I like didn't understand how to play it at first then just got really into it because I was like, it was during quarantine and she was like, you just need to figure out hobbies. Like you can't like spend all day just like staring at your ceiling. Like that's just not good for yourself. So I picked up crosswords and I picked up Sudoku. Um, I picked up Moncala, if anyone knows Moncala. Um, I picked up like making more music and getting into it because I was really uninspired for a really long time. You just gotta, it's not a question of I can't be my by myself. It's I haven't found something that I can do by myself yet. Yeah. And it can be anything. Like never let anybody make you feel like you have to do like a certain thing like drawing or writing or doing yes. mathematical equations. If you just want to sit in your room and lay on your bed and just like listen to music and drift into another universe. Do it. Yeah. That's your thing. And here's my big, biggest issue. Never let anyone tell you your hobby isn't interesting enough. Period. I hate people who it's like, we'll just bash something people enjoy. Oh. It's like, let people like things. That's my like issue is like, people did this for so long with Miss Taylor, Allison Swift, my mother. Um, it was a big thing of like, oh, you listen to Taylor Swift, you have a terrible taste in music. It's like, taste is relative. People yeah. can like Taylor Swift because she is the greatest songwriter of all time. <laughs> um, and so I just don't get why people don't let people have like hobbies that are interesting to them. It's like, no one's asking you to play Sudoku with me. It's like. Exactly. Exactly. And I think personally for me, I love seeing other people excited about things. Yes. So if you want to like, I could hate it. I could hate it. You could be so excited about how you are in calculus three AP. And if you're really excited about it, I'll listen to you talk about it. Yeah. I'll listen to you talk about derivatives, even though I'm like, girl, I don't know what that is. Yeah. Keep talking head empty. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely it's like, I, here's a red flag. If your friends don't let you talk about things that you enjoy, they're not good friends. Yeah. The I big realization when I cut off one of my longest friends. Um, oh, tell us. Yeah. I just, you know, love her i wish her the best she's a great person yeah and all good vibes in the in the universe absolutely but we just weren't 
cohesive anymore. Like we had nothing in common just because we were friends for so long and we grew up. Yeah. And that just happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think like, if you think about like, imagine if like trees didn't grow, like imagine if we just have like tiny little bushes of trees. Yeah. Imagine if we were little stubs. Like, imagine, yeah. If you don't grow as a human being, like you're just going to get stuck in a place that's just not good for you. And I say this out of like kindness to like, yourself like you really have to be kind to yourself and that's like the most overlooked thing in self-care you can put on all the face masks in the world you can meditate all you want if you're not like being kind to yourself mm-hmm. you're not going to see any progress yeah i hate the narrative that you know face masks are self-care because they <laughs> make me angry really why opinionated they always make me break out oh, really <laughs> yeah literally i have not found a face mask hiram skincare by hiram please help me Plug skincare by Hiram. Honestly, no, I'm too terrified to use like any. I use no skincare at all. I don't, I don't use a moisturizer. I don't use a moisturizer. I don't use an exfoliant because my skin is so sensitive. I'm terrified. I'll just mess it up if I try. Yeah. I've been to like 1,500 dermatologists. I probably have like 3,000 dermatologist appointments, and like the most they've done is like been like here hydrocortisone cream for like my eczema and like okay bye. So I just like am too scared because I have such sensitive skin. Yeah, I have sensitive skin too, girly. I feel that. Ugh, it's so unfortunate. The worst. Sensitive skin nation. I know you're right now. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this has been so fun. Okay, to wrap up, to wrap up the pod, what oh has been god. your quarantine guilty pleasure? Oh my god. Um. Okay, it's not going to be guilty by everyone else's standards, but this is the only thing I can think about. So I have to give a little background. Okay, this is going to be kind of like like two minutes long. I'm, I'm going to apologize to anyone right away. <laughs> so one day I woke up, this was like a year ago, and my ears felt like they were popped, like I was on an airplane. And I was like, huh? And it didn't go away for a week. So this is probably like last year, about like December, like when Corona started to hit and it didn't go away. So I went to the doctor. She was like, the fluid in your ear is pulled back. So like, I'm going to prescribe you a nasal spray and just take it and it'll go away. So she was like, try it for a month and a half. And if it doesn't work, come back to me. Lo and behold, a month and a half later, New York city goes into lockdown. So I can't go to a doctor. And now it's getting worse. It's like my ears are popped and congested and my throat hurts and I can't even sing. Like I'm like doing vocal takes and like I have to stop after like a verse and like do it the next day. Um, So I'm like, oh my God, this is bad. Like what if I'm like, what if I have nodes? What if like my career is over before it starts? Oh no. Uh, And so blah, 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 it doesn't go away. So I decided to recently go to an ENT, like someone who specializes in ear, note and throats because it's an ear and throat problem um um he goes I tell him my symptoms he takes one look at my ears tells me exactly what I have prescribes me a medication and he told me it was silent acid reflux like acid gets into my ear and my throat and whatever and so then he told me he was also like I want you to try out this diet and it's not like a diet in the sense of like like we're eating to like lose weight or like whatever. Um, 
it was like a dive in the sense of you have really bad acid reflux. You're eating too many foods that are triggering it. You need to not eat these foods. So like it's called the alkaline diet and basically you can't eat anything that's not alkaline. And I was like, Oh my God. So, you know, like I get by, I have like chickpea pasta with like vegan pesto. Like I make great meals that are like very filling and whatever, but the one thing I've been consistently ordering that is not fitting this diet is there's a vegan place in New York city that I'm going to take you to. It's my favorite restaurant of all time Mm -hmm. called by Chloe. And it's an entirely vegan menu. And their best thing on their menu, in my opinion, is either their burger or their BLT. Mm -hmm. And I probably have that BLT once or twice a week, every single week. And it makes me hurt. It makes me hurt. Oh, (laughs) but I still do it. Because in my opinion, the pain's worth it. Yeah, absolutely. That's how I am with dairy, you know? Oh my God. So what's your quarantine guilty pleasure? And then we'll like wrap it up. Okay. So my quarantine guilty pleasure, I'm not even going to lie to everybody. I love Zoella. (gasps) Stop. I was obsessed with Zoella. And Joe said, I had the biggest crush on Thatcher Joe. He's fine. He's fine. He's fine. But I just have gotten so like... Ever since March, I just started watching her vlogs like in the background of my entire life. Like oh if I have a Zoella vlog playing, I will have a crisis. Oh my god, it's Christian Girl Autumn. It did was- you know? Did you know Jim Chapman and Tanya Bur- broke up? No. Yep. Yep. No. Yep. My life is. If Zoella girl- break up, I'm gonna literally. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I wonder when they're gonna get engaged. They haven't been engaged yet. Dating for like eight years. Yeah. Oh my god. Sir Alfie, come on, get her the rock. But I also remember when Thatcher got a girlfriend and I cried. <gasps> Did you, you know what you have to read? I'm forcing you. This is everyone, Grace's podcast book club. You have to read Girl Online. What is that? Zoella's book. Oh, yeah. Wasn't she getting shit for. Having- she didn't write it. <laughs> yeah, Queen. If I write a book and people are like, you ghost wrote that, I'm gonna be like, duh. Yeah, what? You think I'm gonna write a book? <laughs> what are you gonna do, write a book? <laughs> She had like 15 sequels to the book too. Oh. So good. So good. I read it when I was like in the fifth grade. Yep. 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 Hey, book club, everybody. Book club, everyone. Let me know what you think. Yep. All right. So wrapping it up, tell us what you have going on in your life, music, social medias, everything. Go ahead, girl. Everyone. Um, I'm planning on putting out a song in sometime in January. So look out for that. Um, my Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud, everything is Aria, A-R-I-A, space, Lislo, L-I-S-S-L-O. Um, and my Instagram is Aria Lislo. Uh, go follow me. Thank you. Everyone go follow Grace X Owen on Instagram. Yep, she just plugged it for me. Grace X Owen at Hey LOL Podcast and dang underscore Grace on TikTok. I love you all so much. Aria, thank you so yep. much for coming on. I love you. Love you too, girl. And I can't wait to see you all here next week for another episode of Hey LOL.